Nightcore. We'll do Nightcore another day. Ew, what the fuck? YouTube is suggesting car seat headrests to me. I love car seat headrests. You... Fuck car seat headrests. We're gonna get in a fight again. When that episode comes, I'm going to be very mad. We're not doing a car seat headrest episode. Oh, we are. You can't say that. <laughs> you can't. We're you not doing cannot. a car seat headrest episode. Devlin's gonna make us do car seat headrests. Oh, you know That's I am. Fine. Especially now. If one of our guests Aww. doesn't pick it first. Anyway. Welcome back to Music is Good. We're coming to you live from our fucking quarantine bunkers. And, uh, I'm Devlin Galloway, and I'm joined by my hosts, or friends and hosts. Annie. Matt. Hey, you guys, you guys got it this time. We got it this time. You got it this time. You 100% got it. Yay! Look at that, we can check the list off. That's it. That's the podcast. We're done. Season over. Season over. We did it, you guys. Power of friendship came through. Right? I thought so. Uh, Today we're talking about the 2009... Album, uh, the, 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 2009. The eighth album. The eighth album. The which eighth I didn't album? realize. I didn't realize that either. The eighth Animal Collective album, Meriwether Post Pavilion. Which is a it's mouthful. A, it's, a, it's a, well, it's a venue in Baltimore. Yes. Which I found Where... out they tried to play at for this record, but they never got to play it until t- like two years later. Aww. That's sad. At least I got to play it. Yeah, they wanted to play the entirety of the album when it released in Meriwether Post Pavilion, but what can you do? Yeah, what can you do? Can from, from you interviews, do? From interviews I've seen of them, I'm sure Panda Bear cried, because Panda Bear just looks sad in every interview. Yeah. <laughs> Existential dread <laughs> written over his face. All the bands we've done so far just really hate being interviewed. They always look like so miserable no matter what. Like someone asks them a question and they're just like, fuck you. Well, the other guys seem fine. (laughs) A.V. Tear seems like a golden retriever of a man. I just like immediately thought, I just like saw that like image in my head of like a dog like panting and then it notices something on the side. So it's like tongue immediately goes back in its face. It's like, huh? What? Yeah. That's A.V. (laughs) Tear. Oh. Ew. Are we just like not gonna? <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. I'm drinking some really nasty iced tea. It's that one that Coca Cola puts out, like the one that's like competes with Pure Leaf. I don't oh. know what it's called. It's really gross. I don't actually know what it's called either. Yeah, it's it's like I'm googling this. I need to know about the Coca Cola iced tea brands. Coca Cola iced tea brands. That's the episode name. It's called uh, Gold Peak Tea. It's nasty. Ew, I've had that. It's really gross. Yeah, it's Ew. really gross. And, but it, I only had it because I went to I went to A&W. 
And that's the only iced tea they had. I should have got lemonade. When I was recording yesterday, I went into an A&W and a Starbucks. And I was like audibly sniffling and coughed. And just <laughs> nothing but dirty looks. Just Oh, I'm sure. Oh, man. Oh, man. I was in... I was at Savon earlier, and this little kid was just, like, watching me, like, check out my stuff, and and I was like, ah, funny little guy. And then I, because I basically smoked an entire pack of cigarettes last night, <laughs> um, two nights in a row, actually, uh, I, like, almost involuntary coughed on the kid, and I, like... <laughs> And I like grabbed my things and like ran out there because I thought that I wasn't sure if who or what or if it was the mom was gonna like deck me out. I was just like terrified. Could you imagine like sneezing because of allergies and then like a middle aged mom just fucking takes you out with like a single punch for sneezing? And An public? army of Karens. <laughs> <laughs> May I speak to your manager? My fist wants to talk to your head. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right, so it's my turn to take ye old history lesson today. Yeah, I'm excited. Also, throughout this, I'm just going to refer to them as their nicknames because some of their last names are really hard to pronounce. Wait, who are the members? We got Avi Tear, we got Panda Bear, we got what's his name? Geologist. <laughs> Geologist, yes. And. And before this, there was one more member that we're going to be mentioned, Deacon, the guitarist. Deacon. Yes. Um, So Animal Collective was around, like, playing music since, like, it sounds like junior high out in, like, uh, Baltimore. And they apparently... Baltimore. I've never been to Baltimore. Baltimore. John Waters Central, man. All I know about Baltimore is John Waters. (laughs) All I know about Baltimore is that, like, old video on youtube where it's like the car commercial and it's like fuck you baltimore <laughs> that's such a classic if you're a dumb enough motherfucker to come out to big l's hell blah, blah, blah. <laughs> there we go we just got, we just got our r rating right there <laughs> yeah. oh man we just, all we i know about baltimore is like crybaby and it's like allison so you've made john waters Happiest yeah. juvenile delinquent in all of Baltimore. Yeah, so John Waters. That's John all Waters. I know. <laughs> Literally that's, all I know about Baltimore. That's all you really need to know about Baltimore, and then yeah. it makes sense that Animal Collective is from there. Also, every pop punk band hates Baltimore. Yes, yeah, true. Well, we gotta get they, out of this town. Do they inherently <laughs> do they <laughs> do they inherently hate like uh Animal Collective then? I don't think so. No? Do pop- Where? Community question. Do pop punkers mm. like Animal Collective? Do any Where? of you pop punkers like it? Where does the line, Swipe like, up. where is the line between John Waters, pop punk, and Animal Collective? Like, there must be some sort of, like, through line there. It's drugs. <laughs> <laughs> what drug? I think it's weed, perhaps? I think it's just weed. I don't think it's... I don't think it's anything special. I think it's just weed. LSD. Oh, never no, mind. It's, D- right. it's DMT, man. Oh, don't even go there. <laughs> I ain't about to go DMT? talk about some weird interdimensional beings that tell you you shouldn't be there yet. It's horse Honestly, trains. though, 
honestly though listening to that album i think like i was like man i bet so many people have done drugs to this album but i sincerely doubt that these people were on drugs when they made it it sounds like too clinically weird you know i think that's a good point it is a good point and i actually (laughs) don't know if they were on drugs while they were recording this but when they were recording this since we're talking about the history anyway we're gonna skip some time here um they recorded it in Mississippi in a really small town because they wanted privacy because I guess they had started getting, like, bigger. And they apparently made every single sound you hear on the album a separate track so they could control it. What mm. the fuck? Jesus and, Christ, that's so many tracks. And they wanted a live sound, so they recorded them playing live and then recording the PA sound from them performing in the studio in the control room. That's so much. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, so it's kind of cool, though. I mean, I when I was listening to it, I bet I feel like they had more fun making the album than it is to listen to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I just like it was hard. It was a hard listen. It is a hard listen. Like, Getting this all because there's yeah. I'm the one who's saying it's a hard on. listen, and I was like, I have to listen to suicide. I could yeah. listen to this album for forever, and I still suicide's find... like 20 minutes long. This is 52 minutes of like. Yeah, Ugh. pornography was like only what like thirty something minutes, and this was like an hour, almost an hour. And I remember listening to it, and by the time like when by the time Line in a Coma comes on, I'm like, God damn! Like, there's no low point in this album. No, it just kind of keeps going and doesn't <laughs> let you go until Brother Sport. Yeah, there's the, yeah. Is that the second last track? I think that's the last one. Where it actually kind of lows down. I think that's yeah, the last just, one. Yeah. Let me. It's just like, oh boy. Let me check here. Yeah, one of, my, one of my notes, <laughs> I don't know why this is one of my notes, but it just says lo-fi beats to relax study to. I feel like I feel like the crea- the creator of <laughs> I don't remember writing that, to be honest with you. I bet the creator of Lo-Fi Hip Hop Beats to Study To was a really big fan of Animal Collective. Oh, absolutely. Creator of that turn. playlist, come on the pod. Do anime fans love Animal Collective? I feel like Animal Collective has some sort of like through line with like anime. You know what? I think I know really big anime fans who are huge fans of Animal Collective. So that's just a fact. Where was I? Baltimore. Uh, They apparently attended progressive schools that pushed creativity as a part of a complete education which sounds like some private school bullshit but i don't think it is private school that sounds like ib before ib when was ib found like is that irritable bell no (laughs) (laughs) i went to an i school when i was in like fifth grade oh like uh i don't think it was i didn't see anything that said like an alternative as far as i know during my research for this pod um Pod. it's just a normal school they just had a really progressive like curriculum oh okay yeah um so they started playing music together when they were 15 years old because they both loved pavement and horror movies and they mostly just did covers of pavement and the cure like i fucking out. love pavement Bizarre. so Slanted and Enchanted changed my life. Me so. too. So that's which, a future which two? Which two members was this? Is this Panda Bear? Also, uh, I just like saying Panda Bear. It's uh, I think it's Avi and Panda Bear. Panda Bear. I was gonna say Avi from now on because Avi Tear is really weird to say. No offense, Avi. I like that. I think that's a really good name. Like a fake, like a fake name. That's a really good fake name. Panda Bear. 
Panda Bear is like, I don't know. I think AV Terror is a really good fake name. How did they come up with AV Terror? I did not look that up. Hmm. I might Google that while we're having another conversation that I'm not participating in as much. <laughs> when we go off on that tangent, give me that sweet, sweet tangent. Google time. Google time. Hold on. I'm trying to think of a tangent. But no. Tangent. Um, uh, they started a, dream. As most high school people who play music in early 30s, they started an indie rock band called Automine with uh, – Two of their friends. One of them, I think, is geologist, and the other one, I think, was um, Deacon. Like, I, they've been playing music together since they were teenagers, as far as I know. Mm. And uh, they released their own seven-inch record when they were teenagers of Auto Mine, which is. Hmm. <laughs> I bet you, you it's know, highly collectible. It was released in 1995, <laughs> and it's a seven-inch seven inch split, apparently. Called I'm checking. I'm re- I'm checking Discogs on this shit. I bet you it's worth like a few hundred dollars. It's called Paddington Band. Paddington Band. Yeah. They also were booking shows between the four of them. And apparently one show they booked, it was just the four of them, but in different configurations for four bands. Which, Whoa. Yeah, so like, That's... it's basically Vancouver music. It's never even been oh. listed. I feel like it probably didn't have a very large release at all, and if someone has a copy of it out there, send it to us. DM These us. Name, the names on this, like the names on this out, like this EP or single or whatever, actually sound like Animal Collective songs. There's Circuit Spread, Crocodiles and Zebras, and No Last Ball. Yep, that sounds like no Animal Collective. Ball. Yeah. Yeah, they release. Basically, after this period of where they released that, around 2000, they all started going to college and went their separate ways, which is where um, Spirit They've Gone and Vanished, which was the first Panda Bear. I don't know if it's the first, but one of the first Panda Bear like debuts came out, and they all went to college, and then years later, they just came back and Animal Collect. I didn't do research on that part of them. All you gotta know is they released like seven albums before this and they got big and it was mostly freak folk and psychedelic so this Mm. album is actually incredibly different because right before this album came out um in 2007 uh deacon their guitarist decided to leave the band for personal reasons no like fights or anything they just wanted time off and Mm. they started writing these songs in 2007 um to make up for the lack of a guitar so instead of hiring a new guitarist they started playing around with um samplers because they were inspired by panda bear's solo material to Mm. continue you know try and do something different but keep the same kind of feel that the band had had just minus the guitar yeah and they actually wrote the nine of the songs on this record in 2007 and toured with them into 2008 (laughs) and then finished the album in 2009 wow yeah i heard that they like playing them live um first like they'll play the unreleased and unrecorded material first before mm-hmm. they actually um record it so that they can flesh it out in a live scenario yeah before, and like kind of really get it because sometimes like when you're in the studio and like writing that way you like it there's no application of the, of the sound well, that was weird what was that yeah, well, that was an interesting noise oh, i think that was a motorcycle outside of my my place Written keep... by a ghost. 
Throwback. Just start playing it now. Throwback. Let's just derail this. <laughs> no, no. Suicide part two. I, I do remember enjoying, like, listening to Sun Tongs, and I think that was the only album before Merryweather that I actually listened to. I, li- I love Sun Tongs. I listened ah. to Strawberry Jam, but that's the only one other one I've heard. I, I pressed play on it, and then when it started, I was like, maybe some other time. Apparently a really big meme, because I was looking for content to try and, like, give a preview of what we were going to be talking about this week on our social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently a really big meme for Animal Collective fans is just, like, a skull with jam in it, and they've been like, oh, I got strawberry jam in my head. What the oh. fuck? That's yeah. not even that good. That sounds like some, like, bad Reddit shit. It was on Reddit, mostly. Animal Collective has their own Reddit, and it's still active, like, really active. There was stuff posted 20 hours ago. I'm Are sure it's, like, really awful, too. Are they still, they're still a band, yeah? Yeah, they, yeah they, dropped, they dropped a live <laughs> album of Meriwether, I think. Really? Yeah, called Ballet Shoes. That sounds like an Animal Collective Ballet record. Slippers, Ballet Slippers. Okay, can we talk about, like, the assumption that, and, like, the kind of energy that comes with talking about Animal Collective? Mm. Like, Pitchfork, Indie Kid shit, I was complaining about that to me. <laughs> like, I not don't mean just, like, Pitchfork, Indie Kid shit, but, like, you say, like, you listen to Animal Collective, and that comes with, like, a certain idea. Yes. Like, you, yes, like, it totally you live, does. You live in a collective house. You make your own, like, preserves, and you pickle things. Or, like, you're really, like, uh, what's the... Quirky. You, it has this weird... Diving. Yeah, you go dumpster and, and you diving. T- and you go to clown school. <laughs> you know what? That's actually really accurate. <laughs> yeah, because I lived in one of those houses. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly so, what it's like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did too, but only for a month, and it was hell. It's I like lived there for a few months. It's the like, kitchen tiles were all falling out of the ground. It's like the pitchfork version of a punk house. <laughs> Whoa! Kind of. Oh, I don't really. I think that might be worse than a punk house. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh no! I'd rather live in one of those houses than a punk house. Actually, yeah. Never mind. Punk houses are pretty brutal. I've had friends yeah. who've lived in punk houses. I'd much rather, like, walk through a room and smell, like, seven different types of essential oils than, like, rotten <laughs> dishes. Mold. Yeah. 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 Black mold and old food. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather PTSD. be essential oils. PTSD of living in punk houses. Never again. Never again. I've had to, like, I've lucked out. I've never had to live in a punk but. There's always time, Annie. There's still, yeah, there's still yeah. time in my life. I'm still you can young. Still do this. I could still live in a punk house. I don't think you. Should. I don't think Annie would would enjoy that though. Oh God, I'm so clean. I'm I'm a clean yeah. freak. Matt's seen where I live. Yeah, I was scared to like walk, like have my shoes on. <laughs> Whoa. I'm really it's, clean. It's like, like authoritarian clean. Yeah. It was kind of fascist clean. Yeah. It is fascist clean. <laughs> is Mr. Clean a fascist? Mr. Clean Whoa. looks like a skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> is, Mr. is Mr. Clean Mr. a neo Nazi? Okay, <laughs> I got a tangent because Mr. Clean. Okay. Do Mr. Y'all know clean about... listens to Screwdriver. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
feel like Mr. Clean would listen to Kraftwerk. Mr. Clean, no, Mr. Clean listens to Screwdriver. He's a neon Oh my god. <laughs> I was gonna say, have y'all been like keeping up with that baby nut shit? What's what? the baby nut shit? You know how they killed like Mr. Peanut? What they killed Mr. Peanut? They killed oh my god. Mr. Peanut off? They killed Mr. Peanut off. What? Rest in peace. Press and up then the they, respects. And then they had a funeral during like a Super Bowl commercial. And Kool-Aid Man and Mr. Clean were that was there. What the and fuck? Mr. And Mr. Clean was like patting Kool-Aid Man on the back. And a single tear of Kool-Aid fell onto Mr. Peanut's grave. And then a sprout came out and he was reborn as Baby Nut. So. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. That's what? advertising in 2020 for you. Oh my god. Oh, That's like some Rule 34 shit. I know, it's like, it also makes me a question, like, like, what was in that Kool-Aid? Was that Kool-Aid actually just come? Yeah, does, like, does Kool-Aid Man cry jizz? (laughs) Tears of jizz? That that, that joke's been made a lot, so I can't claim original content, but I just wanted to, but now I can say I've said come on the podcast, so there's, there's two on the counter right there. Cool cool underground music. Baby nut. (laughs) Baby nut. I love it. I hate it, thanks. You're welcome did, for this tangent. Okay, this tangent did, brought to you by Mr. Peanut Peanuts. How did how did how did Mr. Peanut die? Um, he fell off a cliff and then exploded. That's really sad. Rest how, in peace. What was he doing by cliff? Uh, he was driving a car with his two friends, who are famous actors that I can't remember the names of, and then they turned a corner too high and they fell off a cliff and they're all hanging from a stick, and then. To save his friend, Mr. Peanut let go and then dropped into a car where you hear a very audible thud and then it blows up. I want to see who his famous actor friends are. What the are. hell is going CNN on here? says Mr. Peanut is dead for some reason. What the hell is happening They're the subreddit here? for Mr. Peanut is dead? Mr. Peanut, the hundred... No, this is CNN. Mr. Peanut, the 104-year-old mask of the planter snack company, has died after sacrificing himself in what appears to be a traumatic road accident. <laughs> <laughs> what in the sweet fuck? <laughs> what? What the fuck? I can't remember why we started talking about this. I we were saying Mr. Clean is a fascist. He's friends with Wesley Snipes and Matt Walsh. <laughs> After That's, the those were his friends. Wesley off. Snipes was one of his friends. Wesley yep. Snipes is friends He's with Mr. Buddies with Blade. But oh after the nutmobile veers off the cliff, the nutmobile. The nutmobile. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Yo, baby, Pina, let's go for a ride in my nutmobile. <laughs> no. <laughs> nutmobile. <laughs> I really uh. hate it. I'm really mad that you brought that up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought Mr. Clean, and then I remembered that commercial existed. Wesley Snipes, though. Wesley Snipes is friends with Mr. Peanut. It's canon. How did they meet? Like, what is the, what is the story there? Maybe they, maybe in a weird local twist, they met in 1964 when Mr. Peanut ran for mayor of Vancouver. That's oh, a fact. Yeah. That was. That's that a was, fact. That was a performing, um, performing, um, performing oh, artist sorry. couple. Uh, what are the lady, Dr. Brute and Lady Brute, I think. They were a performance art couple from Vancouver. 
And they really liked, like, animal prints and shit. But, yeah, they ran for mayor of Vancouver dressed in a Mr. Peanut costume. It was sick as fuck. I love performance art. There we go, Matt. Was that a good enough tangent for you? <laughs> that was pretty good, you guys. Pretty good. So, takeaways from that tangent. Advertising is bad. Mr. Peanut's dead. Baby nut. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Clean's a fascist. Mr. And Mr. Clean's a fascist. <laughs> Sweet. Craftwork no, you know, you know what? to me. Craftwork is mine. M- Mr. Clean can keep his screwdriver. <laughs> We should just call the episode Mr. Clean Listens to Screwdriver. <laughs> Can we do an episode <laughs> where we listen to a screwdriver album? Yes. <laughs> I hate that I said that, but yes. We should listen to a screwdriver album. We should get a group of guests and like live stream us listening to it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so where was I? Yeah, where were we? Where was I in my little Snorlax notebook here? Um, this album was 2009's on Metacritic. Or bleh, 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 Can you believe this Metacritic. album's 10 years old? What the fuck? I know, right? This came out when I was like... Uh... The... 14? You were 14? Maybe. No, you were older than that. I don't think so. Really? 2009, I was in grade... 10. No, so you're like 15, six, 15 or 16. Yeah, right. Don't dox me. <laughs> um, uh... But uh, Metacritic, it was Metacritic's most acclaimed album of 2009 and sold 200,000 copies by 2012. So wow. it's for like an experimental indie band that's, that's like monumental. Every magazine, like all the big press... Obviously, Pitchfork as well just gave this album of the year. It was Pitchfork's album of the year. Rolling Stone gave a shout out to it. Like, everyone loved this record. I don't know hmm. if I love the record. I don't yeah, know I don't... if I loved it either. I don't really know if I love it either. I I you love the song Bluish. Bluish is um, a good song. Bluish is good. There was, uh, what was it? Fuck. Oh, daily routine was good daily routine was also one of my faves as well also i was saying this before we started recording but this album gets points for me because a lot of the songs are just about being a good father and i think that's really yeah. awesome and nice and yeah, i think I, maybe we need more content about being a good father in the world yeah um, for sure. father of the bride by vampire weekend is about being bad. have you ever I'm... seen father of the bride not the movie, with, no. With Martin, with Martin, uh, oh god, Martin guy, Martin something or other. Martin Short? No, it's not Martin Short. Oh, maybe he's in it. I don't know much about that movie. I don't oh, know anything so about good. that movie. Oh, oh god, oh god, actor, 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 actor. I'm Googling this. There's Google exists for a reason. Can that be like one of our quotes that we put on a shirt eventually? Is just, I'm, music is good, I'm Steve Martin, this. Steve Martin, Steve Martin, Father of the Bride, yeah. Oh, okay, no, I know this movie now. It's, it's so cute and good. And, yeah, Vampire Weekend, also not a fan. I love Vampire Weekend, but I'm not going to you. Father of the Bride isn't a very good album. You know what, it's about being a good dad, and I respect that. 
Also, Ezra Koenig is married to Rashida Jones. Well, they're partners, they're life partners, which is fucked up. I don't like that. Rashida Jones. What's the difference between married and life partner? Um, they didn't get married. Oh, I can kind of respect that then. But, uh, yeah, going back to, like, the praise this got is, let me see what I got in my notes here. This album, one of the praises it got called it, um, one of the landmark American albums of the century so far, which is That's a, a huge, bit of a... That's a bold take. That is a century. huge take. Of the century. Of the century so far. So That's a far. huge claim. What the fuck? Like, just absolutely huge claim. The audacity to make that claim. Oh, jeez. That's like something I would never feel comfortable saying about anything. No, me either. Yeah. Nothing is ever landmark to me. Did Anthony Fantano say that? That sounds like something Anthony. Funny enough, the first video I ever watched of Anthony Fantano was a classic review of this album. Cursed. Anthony <laughs> Fantano. I had a friend, uh, was my friend, yeah, my friend Fergal called him the bold music man, and then shout outs to Fergal, hi Fergal. Friend, friend of the pod, the, Fergal. Yes, um, he called him the bold music man, and I think it's... <laughs> Bold music. Do you think Anthony Fantano listens to Screwdriver? No. <laughs> he's he's got the Mister Clean look about him. Yeah, but he's not a badman. True. Um, he was doing like a talk at the Fox Cabaret like last year. Yeah, and everybody I knew was going, and I was mad about it. Fuck Anthony I was Fantano. Walking. I was. Aw. Ew, you like Anthony Fantano? We're gonna fight. I like, really, we're gonna have a full-on fight. He was sucking Jack White's dick for the longest time, and that's why I hate Jack okay, White's like, I don't, I don't, like, watch his videos, but I think he's a good person. Mm. He had some I, bad takes, but, you know. He's got some really bad takes. I just want to believe he's a bad person because he has bad takes, but maybe he's a good person. I can't make that judgment call. But uh, I was walking by, and I definitely just yelled, Melon, when I saw him through a crowd. Nice. I just yelled, Melon, very, very loud. He's the Melon Man. Melon. Melon, come on the pod, so then Annie can be mad at you. I just want Nardmore to come on the pod. We'll get Nard. No, I can't say that. That's a bold claim. You can't say that. (laughs) But you can say that about Anthony Fantano, okay? I'm asking. I'm sending this out into the void. I'd I'd like to to, to chat with like, knowledgeable music people. I think it could be interesting. I'm a knowledgeable music people. I just people. Do, I just don't agree. That's why I enjoy chatting. But I also just don't agree with anyone saying that. Even especially this album is like one of the best ones of the century. I mean, I think it's Anthony like, Fantano player. did not say that for the record. Okay. For the record, yeah. I don't know who said that, but it was one of the quotes. On the Wikipedia article. Okay, okay. So That's what did claim. what did Anthony Fantano, uh, Fandango, Clem Fandango? Can you hear me? Um, Music man <laughs> Fantano. What he what did what did what did he say about it actually? Um, I don't actually know because I didn't care to look. Oh my god! I just opened 
Adobe. Holy oh, shit. No! <laughs> I'm gonna are Google you that. This time? Yeah, it's my turn Yay. to edit. Okay, I'm just gonna edit Google that. what Anthony Fantano said about this. What did Anthony Fantano say? That's our new segment on the show. What did Anthony Fantano say? <laughs> These are our new bits. What did you say, Anthony Fantano? What did you say? Spin the wheel of Fantano. Doesn't actually say anything on it. That video has <laughs> been removed. He's Russell speechless. Beans. Speechless. He has videos on centipede hurts and painting with, but not this one. Mm. We'll get to you another day, Fantano. Uh, where was I again? A lot, of, a lot of little distractions for this episode. Oh, they're kind of good. As far I want to talk as about this... Mr. Clean more. <laughs> Do you think as Mr. Clean as... was in Animal Collective? No, I think that's more of a Kool Aid Man band. Yeah, actually, you're right. Which which Animal Kool Aid Man listens to Animal Collective? Kool Aid Man definitely yeah. listens to Animal Collective. Hmm. What do you, you think? Know. Actually, I think I changed my mind. Um, I think that um, Mr. Clean is a disc punk. I think he's a disc rocker. I think he listens to Discharge. <laughs> he just. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> controversy. Am I a disc blonde in my hair? I have black and blonde hair. That must mean I'm a disc rocker. <laughs> I mean. Do you like that band? Discharge? Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Whatever. They're a disc rocker. Welcome. Welcome I'm, to the club. I'm not in the club, but welcome. I've never listened to them. Don't. I, I don't know them. Good. Don't, the join, don't join the punk scene. Yeah, don't do it. You know <laughs> what? Wouldn't. Fuck your local scene. Don't get involved. <laughs> don't support your friends. <laughs> um, if they're a punk, tell them to grow up. Uh, Fuck the black love. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm joking. (laughs) I'm joking. The black love is a good place. Support Vancouver venues, but everywhere else, fuck off. Vancouver venues are good. Well, the ones that exist still. Rest in peace, literally, like, everything. (laughs) Rest Rest in in peace, Cobalt. Rest in peace, 333. Rest in I, peace, uh, SBC. Press up to pay respects. I think my band like compiled a list of all the venues that have closed in the last 30 years, and it's over 200. Holy shit! Rest in peace, yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. Vancouver nightlife. Vancouver scene is kill. I mean, right now it's especially killed because literally no one can do anything. Well, I think every scene is kill now. True. Yeah, what times kill, we are yeah. living in. Anyway, don't start a band. Fuck music. That's the end. Goodbye. <laughs> um, my final thing, a little bit of research here, was that the artwork is called Illusionary Motion, which is a type of optical illusion based on the works of Japanese psychologists. And please, yes. please forgive me here. I This is going to be bad pronunciation. Akayoshi Kitaoka. Akayoshi Kitaoka. What? <laughs> Aki Yoshi Kitaoka. Kitaoka. That's not you did you did pretty good. I I've watched enough anime to kind of figure out how Japanese words are said. <laughs> I'm 
I'm sorry <laughs> if it's bad. But yeah, Kawhi. I kind of forgot. I forgot that this album actually had like that illusion album cover until I was looking at it at the corner of my eye, and it just like. Honestly, this album cover kind of fucks me up. It's really distracting when you're, like, looking at your phone. I it won- is. When I was listening to it, I wondered how many people had done acid and listened to this album and, like, had a not a good time. <laughs> Just because of the album cover? Just because of, like, everything. It's, like, it's very, like, maximalist in a way, I think. It's very, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I honestly don't. Pod stance, don't do acid and listen to this record don't <laughs> um i don't do acid and listen to any of the albums we've covered so far <laughs> yeah don't. Yeah. just not a good idea um i think actually speaking of drugs i think the reason like i don't know if i actually particularly like this album but it makes me happy because it's attached to some really strong memories for me mm. of being like a 12 year old kid smoking weed for the first time sitting on like a like children's playground with friends at like 12 o'clock at night um smoking weed <laughs> and listening to this album and i think that's why it kind of has nice memories mm. attached to it like you know like nostalgia for, for nostalgia's sake, I think I enjoy this album. Everyone I've talked to about this record in the last week has really happy memories attached to it, and I think on the whole, this album for a lot of people just holds a really happy time and like certain memories that go with these songs. Yeah, um, I think that's like a large part of the appeal nowadays. Because I also saw a bunch of other reviews from like months ago that said that it doesn't hold up anymore and that like it's kind of a bit much and so. No, um, I think like on the other side, I have some really negative um, shit attached to this album too. I don't know about you guys. I think Devlin mentioned that Summertime Clothes reminds them of their ex. And it was definitely summertime like a Summertime Clothes but... reminds me of my ex, so. I mean, it is like the one song on this album that's like a blatant love song. Yeah, it's really sweet. It's such a sweet love song, and I think it's. It is really. It's like a really cute idea, and also like definitely reminds me of my like early twenties when I was listening to this a lot, and when I was in that relationship, and just like running around in summer nights and like wandering the streets, listening to music in other people's houses and shit like that. Yeah, that's really sweet. Like, mm-hmm. but for me, it just reminds me of this ad who, like, treated me like shit for two years and then tried to run back to me, like, a year ago, which was, or not even, like, six months ago, which was jokes. I blocked them immediately, but. Pro tip, don't text your exes. Yeah. People, huh. don't do it. It's never worth it. And um, I went and saw Animal Collective in Tween with him, and I think it reminds me of him a lot, and that really is me too because i think he's a piece of shit and still is so <laughs> there you go now it's out in the uh out, it's out in to, the it's yeah. time to reclaim this <laughs> yeah anytime i actually talk to people about reclaiming songs for yourself like songs that have meant something to you in like a relationship and have like bad memories attached i yeah. actually always talk about this song because I definitely reclaimed it for myself to make it about like happier things that were going on at, at that time in my life and doesn't have to be about that person. And I think it's really important to like go back to songs that held meaning in your life and take them back for yourself. 
yeah. so you can enjoy it again, you know? Yeah, that's really that's really sweet. I like that. That's a wholesome mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely skipped the first song we we're gonna talk about, so let's just talk about summertime clothes now. Oh, sorry. Since we're already talking we about can it. Go back oh, it's all to, good. We were gonna talk about my girl summer and coma, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can go back to that. Let's talk summertime clothes. Um, as is tradition now, I'm on genius. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's friends I'm of the pod segment. All the friends of the pod, all five of them. Um, trying to find the best one here. As, as a note, see. I love the lyrics in this song. Like the lyrics are so good. Oh, they are great. Honestly, I think this is on par with my girls. Yeah. And the music video is super sick, but also kind of cursed. I haven't actually seen the um, music video. First the music videos, close. yeah, the music video is kind of like a fever dream, and there's like people dancing around in like, I can only describe it as like raw beef legs in giant bubbles, Ew. and people dancing in giant blankets with a lot of like ice faces and melting sounds. It's kind of cursed. These it's kind of cursed, oh, but it's also. Is... The stuff is so pretty. It's so like it's so evocative of like a summer in Vancouver. Let's leave for it the is. sound of the heat, for the sound of the rain. It's easy to sleep when it wets my brain. It covers my rest with a saccharine sheen. Kissing the wind through my window screen. That's so fucking cute. It, I love that. It is. It's such a cute song, and it's very, very Vancouver. Like you can just like you know exactly what they're singing about. Yeah. I feel like you could probably say that about anywhere else unless you're like further north than Vancouver, but like Yeah. Uh, it's just very like it's just a big early twenties vibe. Yes, totally. And that's like I guess for me this this existed in my teenage years because I'm in my early twenties and still it resonates very strongly for me. So I I keep forgetting your baby. I am baby. <laughs> Y'all tend to forget that I am baby. <laughs> Annie is just Pod's confirmed baby. I am baby. Bye bye. But uh, I really love this song, just for like the synth line. Cause it's so unconventional. Like the beat is not a conventional. Like it feels like it after a while, but when it first comes in, it's kind of off kilter and feels off time. Yeah, and I really love that. Also, all the samples. The samples are so fucking cool. I had a note. Um, I noticed. Um, I noticed in the past, but I picked it up recently again. Was there's this like random office phone ringing sample? Um, that sounds like it's 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 just so mundane, and they've tra- taken something so mundane and made it like sound really fucking cool in the song, and it's so amazing. <laughs> like that blows my mind. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of samples on this record that are just used so geniusly. Yeah, it's awesome. I love sampling-based music. Like, I really, I think it's so fucking cool to take something, like, it's it's basically, like, um, collaging, right? Like, I think that's so cool. Like, audio collage? Yeah, it's audio that's collage. That's a really cool idea to think about, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's audio collage. Like, um, I don't know if you guys have ever listened to Street Sex, but it's the same thing. It's, like, mm-hmm. they, they've just sampled shit and then turned it into, like, the most hardcore industrial thing you've ever heard. But it's, it's so cool. It's audio collage. It blows me away. Like, I don't, I don't know. think I think I've ever so listened cool. to that. 
It's good. I'll Have y'all ever? Some stuff. Do y'all remember Girl Talk? Yes, I do remember Girl Talk. Mm, Girl Talk I, fucking I, rules. Don't really know if I've ever listened to them. It's all sample based, like dance music. They're like, yeah. I swear they've been sued. Like, oh yeah, he got sued. Times. He got sued so many times. He's he's Just like yeah. Combining like Black Sabbath and like Beastie Boys and like he was an outlaw. I hope he's still around. He's really cool. I'm using the word outlaw again. Before we outlaw the great word. Outlaw. Before Bring we before we hit record, we were talking about Genesis Peorage, um, rest in peace of Psychic TV and Throbbing Gressel. Um, mm. It just passed away, and I was talking about how um, how I read this thing that described them as a gender outlaw, and I thought that was cool <laughs> that is actually pretty cool yeah it's awesome i would instead of calling non-binary people cow folks they should just be gender outlaws <laughs> who, the fuck, who the fuck calls non-binaries cow folk western is coming back and i hear people say cowboy and cowgirl a lot and i also heard cow folk talk tossed around so you know cow like folk. it's a big time cow fuck oh my god <laughs> no i didn't say cow fuck i said cow folk oh i thought you said cow fuck <laughs> it's it's like, like gender fuck but it's just made western so it's cow fuck <laughs> oh my jeez. but no it's a big time for western right now like rap is mixing with country and like you got orville peck who we'll get to another day got my horses in the back Orville Peck. I actually haven't so, listened to Orville Peck, but I really like his aesthetic, so I need to kind of hop on that. Pretty you sure should. Orville Peck used to work at Budgie's Burritos. Actually, that's sick. Yeah, within the band New Sensei. Oh, New Sensei. Theoretically, no one actually knows, but we know. We we know. Okay. Where were we? Summertime clothes. Where weren't we? Yeah, actually, one of the things that I didn't end up getting to with this one, with this album, was, like, sitting down and, like, listening to it and reading the lyrics at the same time. And now that I'm going through Summertime Clothes, the lyrics are very, like, I don't know. Annie is, Annie is very correct. They're vivid. They're, They're vivid. vivid and, like, evocative yeah. I'm in your life, but everyone's had that experience, I mm. think. <laughs> Unless I'm wrong, but I think everyone sort of had that same type of summer where you're very in love and it feels like the world is like endless and there's so much to do and everything around you, your senses are like. Yeah, just intense. And I think that's really what that song is about. And I think it's really It actually brings me back to a really specific memory. Like, I'm not going to dox anyone, but it's like I'm at my friend's house and I'm with my partner who I was talking about earlier. And it's just one night that I remember so strongly every time this song comes on. And honestly, it's gotten to the point now where it feels really nice. But this mm. imagery is so strong that I'm like literally right back there. I love that. I, I, lo- I personally love that when like songs can do that. Mm-hmm. Like you put them on and then you're just like zapped right there. I mean, this this album, when I first started listening to it, I had, was 19. I had just like had taken a road trip with some friends out to <clears throat> Vancouver. I had like went, I had like hitched onto my friend going to Shambhala and stuff like that. And like had a neat time there and whatever, and came back and was like trying to find like weird and experimental music and 
was starting university in the fall and everything and it's just yeah it takes me to that what, Matt, you went to university? Really... What the fuck? Yeah, I've done a few things. I didn't know you. I've known you for like a while now. While that... I, I went there you for went a semester. You... I went there. I did general <laughs> studies for a semester, and then was like, I want to play music. I want. I don't want to do this. Word. Yeah, I was too young, man. Nineteen and trying to sort out your life. You're gonna make some fucking mistakes, guy. Yeah, word. Yeah, my mistake was pursuing music and not biology. <laughs> Dude, my mistake yeah? was pursuing animation. My mistake was oh, I've made a few. <laughs> <laughs> you just pull out an acoustic guitar and you put like a piece of straw in your mouth, like I made a few. <laughs> Lean up against the board and pull your cowboy hat down. Well, I've made a few mistakes in my life, yeah. It just proves that we need to talk about country sometime soon. No more yeah. depressing shit. No more psychedelic shit. We gotta get down to our bluegrass roots. Okay, sorry, this is like completely off topic, but I just remembered. Do you guys follow Catatonic Youth on Instagram? Absolutely. Uh, Matt told me account. to do it, but I keep forgetting to follow them. Okay, because I just remembered this one video that they posted, like, Reed and Pavarotti doing perfect day. <laughs> and it makes me laugh so fucking hard. <laughs> Lou Reed and Pavarotti? Yes! <laughs> who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> I don't know. It's really funny. <laughs> who? Tell me who. Was that? perfect day drinks. What is happening right now? Oh my okay, okay. <laughs> See, it's like cutting out for me, so I'm like, what is happening? I just hear Yeah. Oh my god. Stop. <laughs> Why? Why? I love the way Lori Sangria's Sangria in the park. <laughs> <laughs> God love him for trying, you know. That's one think, thing I find. Do you think Lou Reed asked Pavarotti to poop on him? <laughs> Is that a thing that Lou Reed's into? Yes! Have you ever heard about that? No. Oh, such a classic. Lou Reed is a poop fetish? Yeah. Scat fetish. Yeah, there's like... Goddamn. There's like groupies who have like talked about that. Who have like... At, like Lou Reed would be like, hey, could I like... Take like, a shit on would, my would chest. You like, would you like take a shit on me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lou, oh, buddy. No, wait, wait, wait. He likes to be pooped on, not pooping on people? I don't remember. It was on those. <laughs> He, he likes to be pooped on? I don't Why? remember which one it was. Lou, what? 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 Now, we don't kink shame on this podcast. Well, like, we I don't, but, but I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. No, it's mentioned say. on a couple of groupies recounts. It's mentioned in, um, fuck, what's it called? I've mentioned this book before. Um, please kill me. Um, <laughs> no, that's the name of the book. I know, but like, I, I just wasn't expecting that. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's mentioned in "Please Kill Me." Um, I forget who mentions it, but it was like a Warhol superstar or somebody like that who mentions it. But um, 
Yeah, it's pretty fucking funny. I love that shit. Oh, wow. Oh, my <laughs> that God. That shit, but um, sh- uh, it makes me so hard. Let's move on to My Girls. My Girls. Talking my about girl, Don't lie girls. to me. Girls, Tell me where girls, did girls. you sleep last night? My girl. It's not that song, but... We're singing, like, multiple different songs. Yeah, that's going to be fun to edit later. Panda Bear. I was, um, when I was making the cover for this episode, uh, I was listening to this song, and it's like, it helped me focus for some reason. I don't know why, but really, this song narrowed my vision. The sample at the beginning of the song, that is from an old, like, electronic jazz song, and I tried so hard today to find it, but I could not. But I remember... The same ex that I was talking about with Summertime Clothes showed it to me, and it's spot on, just pitch shifted a bit down. That's like, really cool. Yeah, it's I. if someone can find that for me, please send it to our Instagram account, because it, it's actually really bothering me. But also, the beginning of the song is that weird, like, squeaky noise, that, like, spacey sound. I looked into it, and you want to know what that fucking sample is? What? It's the sound of goddamn Saturn from a satellite. They that's did it. so cool. Fuck that's yeah, literally the it. sound that Saturn makes. Like that's what it's like radio frequency sounds like. That's oh, so shit. fucking cool. And it's on the song My Girls. <laughs> yep. That's the beginning of My Girls. Like, that's that interesting. Sh- I wonder like noise. I wonder how old Lennox was when when they did this album because like I don't know, it's about family and it's about his wife and his daughter. And like that's some like Saturn adult shit. Like, hey, remember when Death Grip sampled the Vancouver Sky Train? Really? No. That's amazing, though. <laughs> yes. The Hold ding, up. Ding. No, the sound it... of the Sky Train. I'll send it to you. Next stop. Um, So this song, again, is about being a fantastic dad. Aww. And it was written <laughs> when they were living in Portugal, and... In Portugal, a lot of the houses are made of adobe, so he just... The song apparently is about how he changed his, like, perspective of life and his, like... Basically, like, he just needs his basic needs of, like, physical and mental health and that his focus has changed to taking care of his family and that he swears on his father's grave that he will follow in his footsteps to be a good father. And this is A.B. Terror. Yes. Oh, I thought that no way. I thought it was no I thought it was Panda Bear. No, it might be Panda Bear. Cuz it was it's a this is a personal song for Lennox and Lennox is Noah Lennox which is Panda Bear. Panda oh, Bear. damn. I didn't know that. But, but, okay, so this is about I think <laughs> I just see them like uh, at their father's grave with a sword in the rain and just like screaming to the sky. Some anime shit. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just like standing there, there's like lightning in the background, screaming the lyrics, I will with heart on my father's grave. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But a solid this... soul in the blood I bleed, but with a little girl and my, my spouse, I only want a proper house. <laughs> <laughs> Can like someone that. like put that over like some kind of samurai anime I need samurai. but i will please 
But yeah, the song is just about changing your life's like what you need in life and how your focus becomes on your family and just taking care of them and how you don't want to seem like you want material things like a house or a car or like, you know, to be rich. You just want literally four four Adobe walls and your family. Yeah. Which I, like I think Adobe is walls. It's like it's really cute and this song is a fucking bop. Like Bop. Hands down, great pop song. Also, the producer for this was the same producer who did Crazy by Niles Barkley. And it's also... such a fucking good song. The whole album. Right? Um, Which producer, though? Because I know, like, technically the producer for that was... Um, let me check my notes. Was it Danger Mouse? That would blow me away. It was not Danger Mouse. Rest it in was... peace. It was... <laughs> what is playing right now? I put on the soundtrack to Seven Samurai. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're gonna get copyrighted. Sorry, I'll turn it off. Really hear um, it. it says recorded by Aaron Ersoy. Aaron Ersoy, okay. <clears throat> yeah, what I do you swear. two think about this song? I think it's a bop. I think there's no, it does nothing wrong and is honestly a perfect experimental pop song. I think it's really good. I really like the experimental side of things. I think like experimental pop is not quite my my alley. Um, I googled some of the experimental stuff that Animal Collective did in like 2002 with like this guy named Arda Lindsay, which was really fucking cool. Um, I'm more on the like edgy side of experimental. Exactly why I was talking about like I, I mean, I'm the one who's talking about like suicide and like. TV and shit and like throbbing gristle so obviously I'm into edgy edgy experimental shit <laughs> but um but I, I so I'm not super into experimental pop but this song blew my mind I think this song made me like experimental pop I think it's really cool this song changed my entire musical journey mm. like I was listening to like Nickelback and like <laughs> I, I will go on record to say I used to listen to Nickelback. I've seen I Nickelback to, like, twice. Oh, I've I seen to, like, Nickelback twice. It's okay. We're I listen to like Headley. I listen to like shitty pop punk, like Papa Roach. Dude, I've seen and Nickelback then... twice. You, you, there's no shame here. Okay, and wait. I, <laughs> I keep going. I, Sorry, I have a good story about Nickelback. I went on 4chan because that's what you did when you Flash were in high school. You. Yeah, nice. for the first time. And the music video for this showed up and I played it and my life has not been the same and since. This, and this was. I owe this. I owe this song how much I love actual music and like getting involved in local scenes and pushing local communities and stuff like that. That's really sweet that you can kind of pinpoint where your love of music first began because mm. I can't really like I don't really know I can't pinpoint where what like what my first album was like the one that got me passionate about independent music and the and like the local scene and like just digging into the history of music I don't really know what got me started but the fact that this was your album like that that's that's really cool I think that's awesome. Mm. It was more specifically just this song 
For the longest time, I refused to listen to anything else on this record. <laughs> Just my girls. Just my girls. Just my girls. I would I would switch between listening to my girls and then listening to In the Airplane Over the Sea in its entirety over and over again. That's mm. kind of where you all you you always gotta begin with playing. Yeah, it's true. What do you think, Matt? I know you have some hot takes you were talking about. I th- well, I, re- I did the majority of my notes when I was just getting out of therapy and like coming back uh, to my house, and I was like, kind of in like a cranky mood. So, um, yeah, I didn't get a lot of individual notes on things. I did actually note that um, a lot of the, a lot of it is, and especially my girls as well, is like a lot of the songs have like kind of a childlike lullaby type melody to them mm-hmm. and it's and it's uh almost like it's almost like that like this song and and the songs going on like they're they're very like adult or like themed like a, not like obviously <laughs> god damn it i don't okay what am i trying to say here what am i trying to say is that um they're kind of like more of like responsibility <laughs> oh, holy me. shit Sorry. jesus christ <laughs> Sorry. I'm sneezy. I work in like I work in a like setting that's kinda half warehouse, so there's lots of dust. Yeah. And I get sneezy. I feel that. That's like me and Matt's job is just ninety five percent dust. Ninety five percent dust. Dust for the rest of us. Ninety five percent dust. I fucked up. Dump, dump, dump. Ninety five percent dust. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Thank you for fixing does. my fuck up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot to say that hasn't been said already. But they almost didn't put this song on the record. Yeah. What? What the yeah, fuck? Actually, yeah. yeah. That's fucked up. Apparently, it was really difficult to record in the studio, and they really wanted to give up on it. And the first version of it did not feel very good. And they kept listening to it over and over and over again, and they just were getting tired of it. But then they did a new version, and then they couldn't stop listening to it, and said it was undeniably, like, fantastic. This song is undeniably fantastic. When it came out on uh, BBC, the people on the on the uh, station were like, "Could you cut off the first minute because it took a really long time to get going?" But then, when they debuted the full thing on bbc um it became the bbc's biggest pop song of 2009 so what do they know anyway am i right i mean pitchfork loves this shit yeah they do i think this album was the beginning of pitchfork's like re-emergence as a modern music blog did it ever like not was it ever like not or something I feel like I never heard anything about Pitchfork before 2009, but I might have not just been paying attention. Everyone was paying attention to, like, Buddyhead shit. Actually, buddy I'm pro-Buddyhead. I don't even know who that is. Buddyhead's still around. Oh, yeah. Um, they were, like, music reviewers, and they were, like, a webzine for a while. And they're, they're a independent label as well. But, um... Oh, no, it's talking about Aaron North. Aaron North did Buddyhead, and he was a member of Nine Inch Nails for a while. 
And last I checked, he was living in a like a rental um, in a shotgun storage shack. unit. He was living in a store. The desert. So he's an interesting one. That's definitely an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> it's cooler when you read about it. Do y'all remember going on like blog spots to download music after LimeWire, but before Spotify? Yes. Like you'd go to some random person's like music blog and they'd have a media fire link and you'd like download your music from that. Vaguely, I recall that. I did that until like 2014. Amazing. I kind of wasn't really living anywhere for like a couple of years, so it was hard for me to download shit. But I do remember like still using LimeWire. Matt's been everywhere. Matt went to college. Being homeless. Matt has a home now. I started my own salsa company. What? Burned down an Applebee's. Oh, okay. Collective. Shit. Listening to Animal Collective now? No. Well, no, I listened to Sun Tongs and I enjoyed that. I think, like, I don't know, something very cold about this album that I just, like, found it difficult to, to get into. But maybe I just didn't listen to it enough. But listen to it a couple times and i was like this is like i can appreciate it and i can and like knowing music and engineering and production i'm like damn like they must have had like a really fun time creating like the samples and like this and like the feel of the album and it's like such intricate work but it's just not it's not my flavor personally it's fair Although we I, doesn't... I do fuck with Daily Routine, though. That one was a good song. Which is what we're going to talk about next. Good yeah, I was going to say, we should probably talk, keep moving. But also, I want to say, I've been staring at the album cover for this entire conversation, mm. and I looked at the wall, and the wall is moving. Yeah. Oh, and you. It's like, oh, fuck. Imagine being this on This album cover is fucking me up. No. <laughs> it's a really bad time, even sober right now. My mirror is moving. What if we kiss oh, on Animal Collective? <laughs> Um, so Daily Routine is another song about being a good dad, which I just love so much. And also another one with a weird tempo in the beginning, mm-hmm. like that, uh, keyboard intro that blimp, 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 It's just so playful, but also really fucking weird. I just like the idea of writing experimental songs about being experimental like like vampire weekends yeah vampire weekends father of the bride like sure it's about being a good dad but it's like general pop songs this is like experimental music about being a good dad this is experimental dad content experimental experimental dad dad content yeah experimental dad dad core is this like new dad like neo dad rock oh psychedelic dad rock and about give it about like ten more years, and this will be dad rock. Oh fuck, you're right. It already God kind of is. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the people that were like really into this and like living in like communal art houses and stuff and listening to Animal Collective, like they're now like parents and they they they're the ones who are like, yo, you know what we should do? We should open up a, a, like a cafe slash like ethical uh, like soap dispensary. Soap dispenser. I don't know. I was just trying to these words, you know, just trying to come together in my head. You just listen to Animal Collective, and you're like, words, ideas, ethical soap 
dispensary. <laughs> Ethical refill. Soap. Yeah. Community garden. <laughs> you know, this album just feels like flowers. Yes, that's such a good description. I'm Googling songs about being a dad. Songs about being a dad? Yes. Um, so this song, song is dad about... Dad by Keith Urban. Beautiful this Boy, song... Darling Boy by John Lennon. Beautiful Boy, Darling Boy. <laughs> Father and Daughter by Paul Simon. Beautiful Boy, Darling Boy is what I called my ex-boyfriend. Nice. Aww. Daddy's Hands true. by Holly Dunn. Daddy's Hands. Daddy's Hands. Jesus. <laughs> my hands. Um, Daddy yeah, the song is by a... Beyonce is good. That's a good song, but that's about having a dad. It's not about being a dad. Oh, Letter to My Unborn by Tupac is good, too. Sorry, I'm we're actually... All forgetting, we're all forgetting the most important dad song. Daily Routine. Daddy wasn't... Daddy Wasn't There by Austin Powers. Oh, true. <laughs> Rest in peace. Daddy Wasn't There to change his underwear. Seems he just doesn't care. Rest in peace. <laughs> I haven't thought about Austin Powers in a while. I've got no, all I the Austin either. Powers movies. <laughs> I, I think the time is nigh for an Austin Powers like sequel to Goldmember. Yeah, another Austin f- Powers movie. I fucking I want the fourth. The fourth Austin Powers <laughs> film. Yes, please. I bet it'd be really terrible. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I feel like those movies have not aged well. They've aged horribly. <laughs> that's that's like the whole mini me joke is just like, oh no. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, fuck, it couldn't have aged any worse than, like, there's something about Mary with, like, her her brother who's got, like, learning disabilities. And, like, that oh, is, like, the yeah. whole, like, thing in the beginning with the like kid the getting... Of the joke. It's yeah. just, like, you know the guy who's playing that kid isn't, like, have a disability. And you're like, oh, God, this is fucking terrible. How is this acceptable? <laughs> Oh, the late 90s, early 2000s were a very different time. <laughs> Everything the light touches, except for that period. <laughs> oh my god. Dark Those were the dark ages of modern life. Yeah, that's when like clubbing was super popular. And everything was a dance song. I'm Have so we glad given up over. on daily routine? Should we? No, I was going to say the song is about waking um, up and taking your kid to school and making sure they have a jacket on. That's really wholesome. It's really cute. And the top um, uh, genius thing from our friend Ringmod just says, he never woke up. Whoa. Oh, what? Whoa. Yep. Whoa. One of those. This is great. One of those. Why do people feel the need to do this? Like, why do they? Why do they need to do that? He never woke no up. No one's ever waking up. Everyone's in a coma. It's just a coma, everyone. A lion Wake up. in a coma. Lion in a coma. Oh. Oh, oh. oh. unintentional, my but jo- also, ooh. My lion job in, this, in a coma. In this episode is purely to segue us. <laughs> so this song, from my understanding, 
Also, can we just, like, give a shout-out to, like, the freaking like, didgeridoo-sounding instrument in this song? Because, like... I just love the jungle shit. I love that jungle beat. I just love, like, the didgeridoo or, like, the... Whatever that mouth comb thing that sounds like... Oh, that's called um, a mouth harp. Mm. Yeah. Those things are dope. Yeah, those I things are sick. One. But uh, from what I can tell, this song is about someone having an identity crisis while they're walking through um, Chinatown. Which is not related to anything. They just, for some reason, really set in the lyrics, wanted to... Oh, it says here that A.V. actually lived in Chinatown while he was writing this. Okay, that would make sense. But yeah, it seems to be about someone going for a walk through their neighborhood and not really knowing who they are and, like, having an identity crisis. Like, they're in a coma and, like, their insides are, like, a wild animal, like a lion, and it, mm. it wants to come out and they want to smell the fine aroma of, like, being free, and but they're trapped in there because they're in a coma. Word. Oh, God. Yeah. That's relatable shit right there. Yeah, that is relatable shit right there. Um, This is just a very... This is a really long song, and I think it might be a little too long. Do you? That's my one. You think it's think about too... it? I also feel like we're all getting very tired about talking about this. <laughs> more tangents. It's ironically. More tangents. Ironic. More tangents. More tangents. Of, I, ironically, my... Uh my only note on this is like by the time the song comes on i just want it to be over (laughs) (laughs) but that's kind of how i feel too even though i i do like this song at this point in the album you've been listening for like 45 minutes and it's just like come on you're just like oh i don't want to hit shuffle yet yeah come on I can tell by the converse, way the conversation is going now that we've reached the point where we've run out of things to talk about with this record because this record at the time was very important and very good. But 10 years later, or I guess 11 years later, because it came out in January in 2009, yeah. it's a lot of the same and it really drags on for just too long and i want to love it i really do yeah but it has so many like, important parts of my life that revolve around this album but it's just it's a bit much man i'm oh my notes i was in a really crabby mood <laughs> go matt go okay go. it feels cozy yet inhuman and which makes me feel uncomfortable it feels inhuman it sounds like i'm listening to music made by mermaids which is probably my favorite note on this um it does sound like music it's like yeah it's like feels like psychedelic beatles which i'm not crazy about like tomorrow never knows it's like when things are psychedelic people think it's amazing without applying any critical thought and i don't like that (laughs) (laughs) and i just don't get it it's like i don't i don't get the whole weirdness for the sake of being weird and like although it sounds like a pain in the ass album to create it's also more interesting how they made it than it is actually listening to (laughs) (laughs) honestly yeah like reading about the production i got more excited yeah i'm gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you i was supposed to listen to this right before we recorded this Uh but instead i made dinner i would rather do something 
I was like chore related yeah. than listen to this record again. I was sticking around in Ableton trying to create, trying to recreate uh, Blue Blue Monday. I'm like, how do you get that like galloping type bass line? So and then I mean, to be honest, like, I was just listening to like early Ti so, on the way home, are, so I haven't actually listened. Eddie, to, what are you I doing? Wasn't to the other night we go. Well, the other night we after practice, we like went to go get food afterwards, and she's like putting on like the p- top Billboard chart songs from 2011. I'm like, are you are you okay? <laughs> like, no, girl, it's good, good shit. It's good shit. <laughs> like, I think 2011 and like like 2008 like to 2011 were really really good years for like 100 we songs. Are who we are. It's Kesha. a good fucking song. I, that, when, I don't know what fucking black magic they put on her vocals <laughs> there, but when she sings that line, I feel it in my body, and I'm like, oh, this makes me feel young and free, thirty flirty and thriving. <laughs> <laughs> like, i can't i can't dead. say that until uh, until july but yeah you're basically there i'm basically there i'm 30 flirty and thriving you can say that on your tinder profile it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i ever fucking go back to that cesspool on your um, yeah <laughs> no way that's a call out right there that's a call out oh jeez. oh jeez. that was like a direct targeted attack right there <laughs> sorry <laughs> We seem it's uh we seemed we we're under the belief that Annie has weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> uh, um okay, so other things I have. Um I'd be honestly I'd be really interested to hear an album by Animal Collective that is like more in the vein of of Brian Eno's <laughs> music for airports or like something atmospheric and like and and deep and rich and stuff like that because they make such like really interesting layers um and like it's super lush in the sound design and everything but like i want to hear something that's like almost drone like i want to hear an animal collective drone album and i would definitely drop i think did the- i think a closer album to what you're looking for yeah. was their next one centipede hurts really if i remember correctly it's really droney and really ambient almost. oh i like ambient yeah. yeah, but I have a really important question for you guys that I just thought of. What? Do you think Mr. Clean would like this record? Yes, because it's clinical sounding and sanitized. <laughs> sanitized and clinical. Yeah, well, that's part of my notes. <laughs> well, I think the reason why it sounds very like cold is probably because every single layer had its own separate track for them to, like, mix and have control over. And so it's not really, like, it doesn't sound melded together to me. It doesn't, like, it sounds like everything could be, like, a dot. And there's no, there's no link to them. And it's... It's kind of like a color by the numbers kind of thing? Yeah, it's like paint by numbers thing. Yeah. Um... It just—it's just like uh, I don't know. It—it it just feels very. It's—it's it's interesting, but like I don't think it's. Like I remember listening to it even back in the day and going like, "Okay, that's weird." Yeah, honestly, beyond the singles, and like the songs we talked about today. Oh. I can't really tell you anything that stands out in this record and just doesn't sound like the song before it. Yeah. 
it just kind of blends into a giant psychedelic electronic goop after a while. Yeah, maybe we just didn't, we should have gotten high and listened to it. Maybe. Maybe if I had done drugs, I would have felt better about But I don't want to have to do drugs to listen to an album. No, exactly. Don't make me do it, please. Please, Anna, please, Are we making a bold are we making bold assumptions of Animal Collective fans by mentioning that we'd like it better if we did drugs? No, I don't think so. No, but I it think just it's kinda... just true of Animal Collective fans. I don't think it's a bold assumption. I oh, I wasn't true. speaking to anything about Animal Collective fans because I don't know anybody who listens to them still. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but no, that was good. Kind of not, really though. <laughs> i mean we just did for a week straight so this yeah true. Uh, funny enough that, that, you, that it's about being a good father i wrote that it feels patronizing and obnoxious <laughs> you're so nasty i was really bad. you were in a i was in you a, were in a bad, bad mood, mood. I was in a bad mood and i'm like i just i'm like uh, it's, i'm in a bad mood on like little sleep and like just like coming back and like finally coming like uh, downtown from the North Shore, and I'm like, God damn it! I just want to be at home in my fucking bed already. <laughs> like, what? And in your ear, you've just got the fucking mouth harp going. <laughs> and every and like the entire album sounds like it has a, ma- a flange on the a flanger on the master. Like, <laughs> they, I'm pretty sure they did throw a reverb on the master. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Which I actually just found out that, like that people do in certain situations, and I want to try it myself and see what it does. And it kind of makes sense, but maybe not a lot. It does a little bit, but it also, I feel like that's a lot of power for one effect. Mm-hmm. Well, music for mermaids. Yeah. Mermaid music. But then sampled over and reverbed out. Yeah, so it's supposed to be like... I bet if you took um, Under the Sea and put it through a bunch of effects, it would actually come out sounding like an Animal Collective song. Under the Sea. Like everything. That's like the entire album. Really wet sounds, just like drip noises and like... I I don't know how it can sound so wet, but so cold and dry. It's true. Like all the sounds are wet, but it's like... It's like hearing it in the back of like a desert cave. Yeah. 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 That's and like, a good it's nighttime and you can hear like drips. Are you alone? Like what is the what are we okay, so close your eyes, listeners. Close your eyes. Eyes closed. You are in the desert. You're in the cave. <laughs> Fuck off. And this you hear some water in the background. Dust runs around your feet. Okay, I can't do it anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, we were. Go- oh, I wonder if anybody was doing acid and listened to our our track. <laughs> and and okay, seriously, don't, don't, don't. No, don't do acid and listen to us talk. For the love of God, I don't want to listen to myself. You'll think of Mr. Clean, and you'll think of like neo-Nazi songs, and, and Mr. Clean being in the pit. <laughs> I'm going to keep running with this joke until it's, like, in the ground. Do you think Mr. Clean does acid? Yes. Whoa. Just hands down. 
I know. <laughs> okay, let's end this. Final thoughts. Um. <laughs> Annie's just like on her Pavarotti shit right now. I really want to see this video. Is this a new one on there? Um, thoughts. Uh, I don't think we all sound so tired yeah. after this. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's kind of funny because it is a little bit of like a relentless listen, and um, I don't think it's like. I don't think it's like one of those right home to mom albums and like 10 years later it's like yeah we can appreciate it for what it was at the time but I don't think it's a timeless album. I don't even think Animal Collective would say it was a timeless album to be honest. It was a it's a, it's an album of a time and place but I don't think it's it's like a snapshot of a moment in their lives. And I don't yeah, you know I think it's a snapshot of a moment in a lot of people's lives. Yeah. And it's you know, and 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 I'm I'm happy to let it be just that. And I I apologize, geologist Avi Tear and Panda Bear. Y'all seem like interesting folks, and I didn't mean to be so rude about your art. So, how about you, Annie? Um, do I recommend it? Or what are your final thoughts? What you... Hey, what are my final thoughts? Um. Again, I don't know. I like. I, I think as Matt mentioned, it's like not necessarily a timeless album. I think it really kind of has its has its place in music history. Um, I don't even know if I love the album. To be honest, like, it's a fun listen, but it does kind of get a little bit exhausting after a while. Like, I can't send through and listen to just listening to the album. Mm. Yeah. Um, I would say listen to it again, but I'm not, like, you don't have to. It's not required listening. Like, I think the other two albums we did were, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you guys really saw how I felt. Yeah, I don't really feel like there's much left to say, because it's, listening through it the first time is good, but it does get exhausting near the end, Mm -hmm. and... I will listen to it again because it is kind of, I guess, because of what it means, an important album in my life. But I don't want to listen to it again for like another eight months. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I guess my final thoughts would be like, it's good for a, a half listen, or if you're really feeling it, for listen to it every once in a while. <laughs> And it feels like flowers. Yeah, I think that's a good descriptor. It's like, it feels like flowers, but you don't want to have to, like, walk through flowers every day when it's allergy season. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, good metaphor. I like that. So, yeah, that's Animal Collective's Merryweather Post Pavilion. What are we listening to this week? Oh. Oh, I was listening to, um, I was doing some research. I started a playlist on my, uh, in my streaming services thing. Um, 
that uh yeah i started i started listening to uh doing some research about like early post-punk and goth and started looking at the bands and artists that, that were really into them uh i was really i discovered the wire one five or wire oh sorry. fuck yeah um wire yeah, yeah wire is so one good five, we'll four. definitely talk about pink flag one day oh man i fucking love that album um let me just i'm pretty sure i got it right oh no not Spider-Man into the into the into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse was really fucking good. Yo, that movie fucking it was. That, that movie goes fucking off. I was just watching it the other day. <laughs> um, yeah. So the uh, wires. I don't know why I keep wanting to call it. Uh, yeah, why wire? Sorry, I don't know why I can't get their fucking name right. Um, so yeah, I discovered that one it was really good. I was also listening to. Um, uh, some Brian Eno earlier. Should I? Yeah, I was showing Devlin. I was yeah, I was yeah, I was showing Devlin some of his like glam rock kind of stuff, solo work, after like post rock scene. Which I had no idea existed. Yeah, man's a genius. Anyway, Annie, what are, what are you listening to this week? Um. Well, obviously, first day by Paul. Um, I'm gonna say this week. Um, listen to 20 Jazz Funk Grades by Robin Gristle or DOA The Third and Final Report, um, 78 and 79 respectively, I think. And, um, listen to Heart Attack and Vine by Tom Waits. Those are my recommendations. Oh, Tom Waits. I fucking love Tom Waits. Tom Waits is so good. Tom Waits is the only appropriate white blue. Only good you know white what? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Uh, this week, my recommendation is I've been revisiting Silent Alarm by Block Party. Ooh. And honestly, it's so we good. We should do that one. That album is oh, we'll get to it. so good. If there's an album out there, we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do all the albums. Every album that's ever ever do. See, that's the beauty about a media podcast, that like the media is still going, so it never ends. We have an endless catalog of shit to choose from. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've got something evil coming up. Pick is going to be such an evil pick. You guys are really going to have a tough time with it. Ooh. Oh, good. Don't say anything, because I think Matt knows. Oh, but... yeah. I think we've I think we've discussed this. Yeah, I'm really stoked. My next pick is so evil. You guys are not going to have fun with it. But <laughs> I think in the coming up episode, we may have our first guest as well. Oh, yes, that's right. Ah! Sorry. Jesus Christ. Ah! Jesus Christ. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good place to call it. Uh, My name is Devlin Galloway. You can follow me at Devlin Galloway on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow my record label at Placeholder Rec on Twitter and at Placeholder Records on Instagram. You can follow this podcast on Instagram and Twitter at music is good pod yeah 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 um i'm anesthesia you can follow me on gacy um i post mostly selfies and thirst traps i recently posted a picture of genesis peorage please come follow me i'm desperate (laughs) (laughs) sweet
Matt, where can we follow you? You can follow me (laughs) at um, all by HMSF, which pronounced himself, but it's it's HMSF. Um, Yeah, I got some tracks up. You can listen to whatever. I don't. They're whatever. I'm working on other music right now, so. It's a different time, man. So moody. I know. I'm just trying to be like, oh yeah, I don't care. It's totally cool. Hair flip. I've got a. I've got a toque now. I've got a toque now. I don't care about social media, but please follow me. Desperate. Well, no, I didn't really. I wasn't even gonna say my Instagram, but like, yeah, you can. Yeah, sure. That's just me. Sure, whatever. I am desperate for attention. I'm just trying to be Jared Leto off of my so-called life. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's, yeah, it's like whatever, man. You, you know. Fuck Jared Leto. <laughs> uh, do, you guys, sucks. do you guys remember Thirty Seconds Tomorrow? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. We should do that album coming up next week. Thirty Seconds <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow. God no! Do you remember that song, The Kill, and it had like the Shining music yeah. video? Yeah. Yes. Bad. Do you think Thirty Seconds Tomorrow still tours too? What? Yeah, let's go see them. <laughs> no. The you know what's weird is that I get, I get them and Angels and Airwaves confused a lot. That's weird. They should. Yeah, that is. Yeah, weird. it's weird. Thirty seconds to Airwaves. <laughs> Thirty seconds to Angels. Ooh. That's actually not a bad That's name. That's a better name. There, I made both those band names way better. Yeah, they should form a super group. <laughs> Where is Tom DeLonge nowadays? Nowadays. Playing in Angels and Airwaves. Released a new album like really? not that long ago. Thought... Yeah. He's also running Tom DeLong Space Camp. And he also proved that UFOs existed because the government confirmed that the video he released was legitimate footage that they didn't know what it was. So Tom DeLong proved UFOs exist, everyone. That's sad. What a life. That's real. That's like a that's an What a life that he made that he's lived. He he made the government like admit that it was a UFO. So like UFO confirmed. Thanks, Tom. He went from making fart jokes in a punk band to like proving that UFOs exist. What a career trajectory! Yeah, right. Yeah, I think we should do a Blink One Eighty Two album. Oh, we we will too. But I have to organize some things first because I want to try and pull some strings with that one. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.